Have you ever wondered how to maintain your dog's health if you do have to give your dogs antibiotics? Well, then today's episode will definitely be interesting for you. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Dog Happy, where we help you have happier, healthier dogs one interview at a time. Tune in for compelling stories with pet professionals, authors, and trainers that will educate and empower you to easily take action concerning the health and well-being of your dog. Now, please welcome the host of Dog Happy, Missy Courtney. Hi there. Welcome back to Dog Happy. Today, we have Animal Biome back in the house. Please welcome Dr. Holly Gantz and Carlton Osborne. Hi, Holly and Carlton. How are you? It is great to have you back. Well, it's great to be here. So happy to see you again. Hi, Melissa. Hi. So this is Holly and Carlton from Animal Biome. Can you remind our listeners exactly what your company does? Sure, absolutely. So we use the latest microbiome science to find out what's going on inside the gut of your dog or cat. And then we give you detailed recommendations in terms of diet and other supplement changes you can make to improve your dog or cat's gut health and really lead them back to the path to being healthy and happy. Can you remind us, Holly, what are probiotics and what is a microbiome and how it relates to health? Sure. So, yeah, so probiotics are um, beneficial microbes, usually bacteria, but also yeast that um, have been shown to have a benefit um, for health, like things like the bacteria and yogurt. Um, there's some lots of yeasts that are helpful too. And, um, and these can help sort of support the gut. And the microbiome is a community of bacteria, fungi, viruses, and other little things that, that, that are like an ecosystem inside the gut. And they play really important roles, not just in digestion, but also things like immune system function. Half, all those cells or half of the cells are found in the gut. It even makes neurotransmitters. There's a like gut skin axis, gut brain axis. Um, it's just, a, and there's like interaction with liver, kidneys for the whole system. It's really important. So I was thinking that we would do like a little gut health check and I would ask you a question um, and maybe we could just talk about that one topic. And today's question would be, so my dog has to use antibiotics or I have to, my dog has to use them. I have to give my dog antibiotics for a problem. What should I be doing to support that microbiome and that gut health as they're taking the antibiotics? This is a great question. I mean, I think the first thing is to sort of query your veterinarian and make sure that they really feel like the antibiotics are, are necessary. Um, in some cases, they give it prophylactically, like um, my dog got a foxtail in his paw and she wanted us to do antibiotics in addition to sort of doing a, a soak. And I decided to do the cleaning and the soak and hold off on the antibiotics until there was any indication that he might be developing an infection. So sometimes you can avoid using them. Why you would want to avoid using them is that they can um, harm the good bacteria in the gut and not just the pathogen that you're trying to knock down. But of course, they are a really essential tool in medicine, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't use them, but there is like increasing movement towards better um, antimicrobial stewardship and, in medicine. And so sometimes they're just um, giving it to you sort of out of habit. And um, so it's good sometimes to have a conversation around that. In terms of what to do afterwards, well, we recommend, um, of course, either 
looking and seeing how the microbiome looks after you've done a round of like metronidazole with your dog or other antibiotics, um, Plavimox, doing a, like an oral fecal transplant can be a way to re-inoculate with the good bugs after the fact. There was a study that came out, I guess, last year or maybe in the last two years where they showed that actually giving probiotics actually after antibiotic exposure delayed the, the um, recolonization of the gut in people whereas an FMT or fecal microbiome transplant where you take healthy stool, a little bit of healthy stool and give it to a, the donor um, recipient, they actually recovered faster. So it's, and those were in healthy individuals, just looking at how you recover from antibiotics. Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to go back to, because uh, Melissa asked about it, but you may have answered, gone through it a little fast. Um, so in terms of how do you support your, your pet during antibiotics? So you really need to be careful because as Holly said, antibiotics are intended to reduce the microbial population, ideally removing bad bacteria, but you don't always want to be taking um, probiotics when you're taking antibiotics because you may be actually interfering with whether the antibiotics are going to work the way they were intended, but also most of the probiotics on the market aren't, aren't the probiotics your, your dog needs. And so let the antibiotics do what they're supposed to do and then focus on restoring your, your dog's microbiome afterwards. I think it can be a little counterproductive to try and take, it, take probiotics while it, you're giving antibiotics. That's interesting. The one, the one exception that I would say is that the, the yeast um, S. boo or S. boulardii it should be something that wouldn't cause harm during a, an, or after antibiotics. So you, you think it's okay to take during antibiotics? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it unless you see symptoms, right? Like if they're getting diarrhea, you know, in response to antibiotics, which sometimes happens, um, it's been clinically shown to help resolve diarrhea. Okay. So you feel like from the research, it shows that you shouldn't take probiotics while you're taking an antibiotic because you want that antibiotic to work to kill everything it well the infection how about that and then but if you do see um symptoms of a gut imbalance and i guess diarrhea would be like a a first symptom that there's a gut imbalance and in that instance you might want to use espoulardi because it's a yeast based not what would the other one be So the, the lactobacillus bacillus um bifidobacteria they are um useful probiotics, Enterococcus faecium, um, common one as well. They just can compete with the, the native bacteria of the gut. And whereas we know that the SPU does not. Yeah, those are all bacteria where SPU is um, a yeast or fungus. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to kind of know, you know, what to do, especially if your dog has to be on something long term. You had even mentioned in a previous interview that it's not just antibiotics that can affect gut health, right? Can anesthesia and pain medications, uh, I mean, what other things can affect gut health? Steroids. Oh, steroids. Oh. They they did a big study a few years ago where they looked at how... um, members of the human gut microbiome respond to a number of medications. I mean, especially antibiotics, antiparasites have a really big effect, but also, and it's not surprising, maybe laxatives, other things that are sort of trying to manipulate the, the gut are likely to have some kind of unintended effect on the, on the microbiome. Of course, we know antibiotics are doing things, but, um, but the turns out it's not just that. So NSAIDs, it, like you mentioned. Wasn't it like 70%? Yeah. 70% of the drugs 
that were that they tested had a negative effect on the microbiome. So it's wow. not just antibiotics. Yeah, a friend of mine had come to me, her dog had gotten, she's a young dog, she had been spayed. And then like, I think six months later, she tore her ACL. So they had her on pain medicines, and they did the antibiotics prophylactically. And then she got a UTI, so more antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped wanting to eat. She stopped want, you know, when she did eat, she would only maybe eat one day and then wouldn't the next day. And I, and so I suggested that she look at your product, test the microbiome, see if it's out of whack with all of those things that she had. I'm like, odds are your, your microbiome is out of whack because when you're talking about symptoms like that, the, the microbiome also helps you absorb nutrients, right? It, it kind of, if everything's kind of inflamed down there, wouldn't, or in your gut, couldn't it make you kind of feel uncomfortable if you're, when you eat and that type of thing? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think we all know, like when we feel unsettled in the gut, right? Like it's, um, it makes us anxious. And uh, yeah. yeah, so there's a big connection with anxiety and the gut microbiome. I was going to add maybe one more thing you could consider doing during antibiotics is um, the fermented foods. Like there's like some fermented goat's milk for dogs. And um, those I think are good kinds of probiotics because they're like lower concentration. They're like actively growing in the food that you're you're feeding. Um, and so it's a more mild approach as opposed to like a really high concentration, you know, spore-based probiotic. Oh, that's great. And then can I ask a question because your gut maintenance product, so you have the, you have the FMT, which is a fecal transplant. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's taking the microbiome of a healthy dog and putting it in a pill and giving the pill to your dog to kind of repopulate the gut, but you also have a gut maintenance product and that's the Espulardi and pre for pro, right? Um, can you talk a little bit about what, what that is and what pre for pro is? I mean, would you, would you want to use that gut maintenance product? Would you use that combination during an antibiotic treatment if the dog was getting diarrhea, or would you prefer that you use just the Espulardi by itself and then the gut maintenance maybe after the antibiotic treatment? That's a really excellent question. So (laughs) the way we think about Gut Maintenance Plus is that it's the product that every pet parent should have in their medicine cabinet for when your pet gets that occasional diarrhea. Okay. It may be they ate something bad. It may be stress colitis from going to the, you know, going in the car, whatever it is, but the gut maintenance plus can address that short term unexpected diarrhea. Without antibiotics. Without antibiotics. So it protects and maintains the healthy microbiome. So the question of, do you take it when your um, pet is having GI distress during antibiotics is a good one. I, I think it is a good choice. The, um, so ESPO, ESPO, or Saccharomyces boulardii, for, for those of us who can actually pronounce it sometimes, um, um, is a uh, yeast-based probiotic that has many research studies that show it firms up poop, both in uh, cats, dogs, and people, okay? Pre4Pro is a, um, is a prebiotic that is viruses that are target E. coli. And so it was initially developed for like what they call traveler's diarrhea or Montezuma's revenge, 
where like you probably ate something that was bad or you drank something that was bad. And this, you ought to take this just to resolve that diarrhea. What we found is that it, it, it's great. It can do that when you're traveling for, you know, as a human or as a, as a pet or during antibiotics. But we tend to recommend it when we know there's high levels of E. coli. Okay. And so you could use either. We think that if it's antibiotics, and particularly if it's metronidazole um, or flagyl, that antibiotic does not reduce, does not attack E. coli. So there's some good research papers out there that show that actually E. coli increases after a round of metronidazole. Wow. And so taking gut maintenance plus, if your pet has GI distress while taking antibiotics, particularly if it's metronidazole, is a really good idea. But the Espelardii could work as well, but we'd probably recommend the gut maintenance plus in that, that instance. Okay. But did you, so you said during, or again, should we wait till after they're finished unless they show some kind of GI upset yeah. that then you, then it's okay to add it, but otherwise so, we should just wait till the yeah, antibiotics are done. In some respects, Melissa, we think you should only give your pets supplements they need. Yeah. <laughs> and so if, if they're not showing any signs, let's just wait and see how they do. Yeah. I mean, they have shown that, um, probiotics can alter the um, outcome of chemotherapies. And so I think doctors used to just recommend just do a probiotic when you're on antibiotics for chemotherapy, but now they've realized that we don't always know how it affects the efficacy of the drug. And so we, um, I would use it more like yeah, in response to symptoms. Yeah. It's really interesting to know when to, when to use them because, you know, you kind of do just want to be, prophylactic, you know, Hey, I'm just going to do all this just to make sure nothing happens. But by the same token, you don't want to cause any, um, any harm, not that it would necessarily, but we also want our dog to get better. Let's not have to use multiple rounds of the antibiotic. Let's use it and then take care of it. So when, after, after a round of antibiotics, then would you suggest that you just start with the gut maintenance, unless you have an issue? are there a certain set of symptoms that you would say, you know what, you probably should just do the microbiome check because these are some things that are probably saying that maybe you're a little more out of whack than the gut maintenance is going to be able to handle. So our company is really focused on uh, bringing science to the veterinary practice. And so we're really big advocates of data. And we believe that the more you know, the better you can take care of your pet. And so we would say, after you do the antibiotics, get the microbiome tested, because there are several studies that show that even though your pet may not have diarrhea or itchy skin after the round of antibiotics, their microbiome may have been damaged and may not fully recover unless you take steps to have it recover. And so again, we'd probably say, don't just start throwing things at, you know, in terms of supplements or probiotics, let's figure out what, what, what's the state of your pet's gut, particularly if they aren't having symptoms, yeah. right? Get the gut tested. If they are having symptoms, then address the symptoms and get the gut tested. Um, but we're, we're big folks on like a big um, advocates of knowing where you stand, assess what's going on, then create a plan to attack it. Well, that's interesting because, you know, like I was talking about my friend's dog, none of those symptoms would 
really say to you right away that the gut was out of whack unless, you know, you were me and I had spoken to you and, and I kind of, you know, know. inappetence is, is a real indication of a, of a gut imbalance. You know, basically if they sort of sniff around their food and then don't eat it, or they eat, you know, breakfast, but then don't eat dinner or breakfast the next day, that's really an indication of, of their gut being unsettled. And it's not just diarrhea. It's not just vomiting. I mean, that is an indication. So you were, you were definitely right on to say, Hey, something's going on. You should take a look. I mean, other things are like, they start eating grass. They might start eating soil, seeking out like duck poop or whatever, cat poop poop on the sidewalk. Um, They're all telling you there that unless that's, unless they just really like eating cat poop, they're telling you something. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple of times my sister's dog has done it and mine has done it. And I, I can't quite figure out what it is, but it's almost like this frantic need to eat anything. I mean, hair, um, piece of paper, uh, grass, and they will eat a ton of it. And, um, uh, so you almost have to control it. Um, but it's, it's very unusual and it usually kind of comes on out of the blue. It's, um, it's very interesting. It doesn't happen often enough that you can kind of track it or figure it out. So it's usually just a control thing, but I think sometimes we pet parents think that it has to be that level before Mm -hmm. it becomes a gut problem. And so this subtlety, you know, maybe I want to eat, maybe I don't really, really does point to me to looking at the gut. Um, If you're not seeing anything else that's like stands out as an issue. Oh, that's so great. I did have one more question about probiotics. So I know that for myself, when I feel a sore throat coming on, I will like double and maybe even triple up on on a probiotic. And it seems to kind of kick the the sore throat. Is there a problem with going too much? I mean, I don't I haven't felt any issues <laughs> after doing something like that other than my sore throat has gone away and I feel better, but I just wanted to just ask, is there too much probiotic? Well, I think it's just like vitamins, like it, it may be that you don't need them, but probably your body can just excrete them. Right. So, but I think we think in general, like if, if, you, if you're healthy and you're eating a good diet, same with your dog, like they're probably fine and you don't need to supplement with vitamins or probiotics. But, um, but yeah, if you're feeling like something flaring up, yeah, it doesn't seem like it, it would do any harm. They're safe. They've been shown to have beneficial effects. But with, um, with, with us, it's a little bit different because I do the same thing as you, Melissa. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, there's this other product I take called Epicor. And that's what I normally take when I'm starting to feel sick. But the, the thing is, most virtually all probiotics on the market that are marketed to cats and dogs were developed for people. That's right. And, and I forget that every time. Exactly. Sorry. And so the reason we have so much more caution with um, the use of the pr- most probiotics on the market for pet cats and dogs is that it's not the right microbes for your cat or for your dog. And so like us taking a lactobacillus, that's really going to help us because that's what we need, but it's not the same, same for our cats and dogs. And so we're working to develop those products specifically for cats and dogs. In the meantime, we're creating a line of supplements that we see being effective in helping sick pets. But so that's the reason we're a little more cautious on sort of the 
use of probiotics with cats and dogs in general, unless you know it's either addressing a particular problem or the right microbes that they actually need. So do you think that when you, because when you give those probiotics to the dogs, a lot of times they do help. Is it that they, they won't last unless you keep giving them because they're not the right plants for your, for your gut garden, so to speak, or the dog's gut garden. I, I honestly use cats, dogs, and humans interchangeably. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're talking no, about you're dogs. exactly right on. You're right on there. They can provide a benefit, like particularly like um, easing an upset stomach or firming a poop, but they don't take hold. And that's like best case, right? Like you give it, it provides some relief and then they don't take hold and you have to keep giving it. But actually worst case is that they're actually competing with the native microbes that should be there and continuing to disrupt the microbiome. And so that's why we're like, there's definitely a place for them. But if your animal has uh, clinical signs or symptoms of an upset GI or skin issues caused by inflammation, it's better to do a microbiome test figure out exactly how you're going to restore the microbiome. And then they, you feed them the right thing. They shouldn't need to keep, keep taking a probiotic. Yeah. Unless they have a chronic illness yeah. that, that is ongoing. Well, the, what you just said, you know, chronic illness that's ongoing, but you know, there's a lot of times where you've got people who are trying to do all the right things and yet they have this skin condition or this issue that's just not going away. And it's interesting to think that maybe it's simply that you're giving the wrong probiotic Uh, which is causing just that little bit of an imbalance that, you know, it's something to look at. So if you, if you're doing all the right things and you still have these little things, these issues that aren't clearing up, maybe taking a look, are you giving a probiotic? Is it the right one? You know, I mean, unless it's um, specifically made for, well, I mean, there are some that are marketed for dogs, but really it's, I mean, are there any, is there anybody out there that has the specific dog and cat microbes that you all offer? No, I mean, there's nothing like a fecal transplant because most okay. of these organisms have not been isolated yet and made into probiotics. I mean, it's something that we're working towards, but it could, we're, we expect that we will never be able to replace what's in an FMT, which, you know, is why they've, they've been in use for hundreds of years and we're, um, you know, still going to be using them in medicine for many years to come. Do you want to add? To yeah, that? just that there are some um, companies that have isolated microbes from cats and dogs and brought them to market. And um, there's the thing is, there's still a lot of research to, to better understand exactly how they will benefit and what cases. And that's part of the research that we do here at Animal Biome. And so right now, if you really want to replace the, the native uh, microbiome for your cat or dog, it's fecal transplant. We believe in the next few years, there'll be other products that are much more targeted, maybe not the whole fecal transplant, but just the ones your pet needs. Um, And that's the future we're working towards. Well, I mean, honestly, if you can just do it in one fell swoop instead of, I mean, everybody wants the, not the, I mean, well, everybody does want the quick fix, right? But they also want the, really what they want is the complete fix. And if that's an FMT, and hopefully for most pets, it would be one time and only after these larger insults like a lar- long course of antibiotic or 
maybe a chronic thing like using pain medicine if you got the, but you would want to test the microbiome. Anyway, we could keep going on that one, but for the most part, you can, you can be one and done. And then Holly and I were talking earlier and Holly was saying that there are some pets who have chronic issues who those pet parents are trying to figure out how often they can go without, you know, do you have to give it every day, every other day, once a week, once a month to keep that because there's something um, still wrong with the the gut that it can't maintain the health that you've you've created. So it's nice to have a product that's as convenient as a capsule to take right. it. And um, this has been great to try and figure out how to use them because I think sometimes you don't understand the when to use them, how to use them, should I use them after, before, dur- mm-hmm. you know, during. And so you guys really gave us a lot of really great information on that today. So thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. It's great talking to you. Yeah, same here. So we will have you back again, hopefully soon to talk about uh, something else interesting and wonderful. Is there anything that you wanted to share before we go? I uh, just want to remind everyone that if you want to try out a, our microbiome test, the cost is just $75. And if you use the dog-happy discount code, you'll get 20% off. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. You want to say where this should go? Oh, yes. Oh. And, and you should go to <laughs> animalbiome.com. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the gut check. I think this was really fun and I hope to have them back quite often to just hear like what's new and up and coming in the world of gut health. So thank you again for being here. Please check out all the links below in the show notes and stay happy. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Dog Happy. For more information and videos on today's topic, as well as more ways to keep your canine happy and healthy, be sure to visit us online at doghappy.com and follow us on Instagram at dog.happy. That's at dog.happy with an I.